Please note, this podcast contains adult language and may not be suitable for everyone. On the box, you put medium, made in Britain. <laughs> really? So, so if the Germans found these condoms and they would open them up, they'd go, holy Christ! <laughs> Hello, I'm Greg Williams, and I photograph in and around the entertainment industry. The thing I love most about my job is working closely with amazing artists who are at the top of their game. I try to capture the person behind the personality, and these sessions will often develop into artist-to-artist conversations. As well as shooting stills, I also record our chat, and that's where this podcast comes in. Welcome to Hollywood Authentic. Today I'm visiting an English Oscar-winning actor in his home, a man who's regarded as one of the greatest of his generation. His many films include Sid and Nancy, JFK, Leon, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy and Darkest Hour, and now The Incredible Mank. It is, of course, Gary Oldman. <laughs> you right? Really good, we've had a lovely drive down. Good, I bet, in that thing. How are you? Good. How are you? <laughs> really good. Let me tell you quickly about Gary's wife, Giselle, as she's key to this. When they met, she was one of the biggest photography curators in America. Gary has a huge passion for photography. And, well, you know what I do. So that explains why I'm now at their California home. I've got my new magazine. Lovely. You're in there somewhere. Am I? Oh, there I am. Yeah. With the gang. It's a nice one. I first met Gary a few years ago on the set of Darkest Hour. Now, I've visited hundreds of film sets in my time and probably photographed 90% of the acting talent out there. But I was a bit apprehensive to meet him. There's something about the characters he's played in movies such as True Romance and Dracula. He completely embodies his often challenging roles. There aren't a lot of actors out there that I respect as much as him. I only shook his hand initially and said a quick hello but he was happy with me working around him. Fast forward 10 months and we meet again. This time I'm photographing him for an Oscar nominee's portfolio for Vanity Fair magazine, and I showed him the photo of him as Churchill from the set of Darkest Hour. It's a wide shot of the House of Parliament. Gary's Winston is in the full throes of a speech and a beautiful shard of light bursts into the hall. It could have been taken in the era, and he's one of my favourite pictures, despite the fact that all I really had to do was raise my camera. Director Joe Wright and his amazing crew having done all the hard work for me. Gary really liked it and showed it to Giselle, so I offered to make them a print. After that, I kept bumping into Gary when I was working. Me with my Likers round my neck and him always in a tux. Side of stage at the BAFTAs, Golden Globes and Oscars all of which he went on to win. Later that year, we met up in Cannes, and I asked him about doing one of my filmed interviews with him about his career. He immediately knew that wasn't what he wanted to do, and instead invited me to his home to talk photography. That's you want Amazing. Now, even yeah. though I've photographed Gary a number of times by now and hung out with him and his family, I still had some nerves. But that's really important to me. 
I feel there's something amiss if I don't get a small rush of adrenaline. And after taking shots for 30 years, I've learned to channel it. So this isn't finished yet, but almost. So Gary and Giselle start to show me around their home. Like anyone who's doing major home repairs, they want to show me the progress. I have operations room. Yeah, the operations room. <laughs> this, is, this is a sign we got from Darkest Hour. I love it. <laughs> so that's a sign from the cabinet war rooms from the set of Darkest Hour. It's now above the doorway of their study. As I walk around, I see that Gary loves to collect. He's got huge, beautifully framed photographs and mementos. I spot a cabinet, and in it there's BAFTAs, a Golden Globe, an award for Best Mum, and nestled in the corner, a miniature Oscar. Yeah. I love that. That's a nice little touch, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Our makeup lady, Lucy Civic. Yeah, she gave that to me in the trailer and um, we said, and said, oh, well, here, here's, you have that, and it'll tide you over. <laughs> Next, we go into a room where I spot a real Oscar this time, nestled on a shelf. Here's a bathroom. Lovely. Oh, and there's something on the shelf. What's that? What on earth's that? So that's the... Uh, I think I must have been the second or third person to congratulate you when you came off with that. I think you were the first. Well, the first, maybe. I think the first. You're the first person that I saw... Um, yeah, when I came off. And this, this is, this is a piece of German propaganda from the period. And it's Winston. And it's Winston. And, um, and he's got a little uh, string here. Ha <laughs> ha! You'd be quite chuffed with a willy that big, wouldn't you? I, I, I can't understand why they, why they made his cock so big. <laughs> <laughs> I would have made it small yeah, if I wanted to. You know, there's a, there's a wonderful... St- there's, there's a story about the um, men uh, where their rifles were, were, were getting waterlogged and dirt in them, in the barrels and things, and, yeah. they, and, and, and they were jamming. And um, what the men used to do is they used to put, like, um, a condom over the... Over the barrel. And anyway, Durex, who was the company that was making them, they went and said, um, you know, to make them really long, like long long Durexes that would go over the entire barrel, and they had to run this past, obviously, the government, you know, to make these things, but they had to run it past Winston. And evidently he said, I've got absolutely no reservation about that. He said, you can go ahead with it. He said, the only thing I will ask you is that on the box you put medium, made in Britain. (laughs) Really? So if the Germans found these condoms and they would open them up, they'd go, holy Christ. (laughs) (laughs) I've got to do a still life here. It's just wonderful. Eventually, after passing from room to room, Gary shows me through a door. I got this little thing from Tinker Taylor. By the way, that's an old-fashioned brass plate that says, visitors, please ring this bell. And... Souvenirs. Amazing. Uh, put some light on for you because yeah. it would be a bit dark in here. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 
and we proceed towards the first room in the house that has actually been finished, the dark room. The time it belonged to uh, Phil Stone. Oh my God, how wonderful. And of all the amazing prints and objects that he's shown me, this timer that belonged to Phil Stern is something I really covet. Phil Stern is one of my heroes, having taken those iconic shots of James Dean, Munro and Brando, amongst many, many more. If we were contemporaries, he would be my biggest competitor and I would have lost. I've got various, lots of Cassavetes stuff. What I realise is we're not just here to talk photography. But in a strange reversal of roles, Gary is planning to photograph me. And not just any old photograph either. Gary takes ambrotypes, also known as collodion positives. This is a type of photograph on glass made by what's called a wet plate process. You cover the glass in a cocktail of chemicals and make a sort of liquid film. It was discovered by Frederick Scott Archer in 1850 and patented by James Ambrose, hence the Ambrotype name, in 1854 and was popular until the mid-1880s. I asked Gary how he got interested in this. I, got in, I, basi- I basically got interested in, in this because I was writing the script about Edward Mybridge, a 19th century photographer. Mm-hmm. And as I started to research it and write, I thought, you know, I might, I, it would be really good to know sort of what I'm writing about. You, you, you know, it's that old thing of uh, even act, in acting, you know what I mean? It's like sometimes you go, I can't remember what I don't understand. Mm. You know, I've got to know what I'm doing. Yeah. So I started to sort of research it. And one day, my son Gulliver came in with his computer and he said, hey, look, Dad, there's this guy who's like a modern-day Edward Mybridge. And I looked at this video, Silver and Light, Ian Ruter was the photographer who was working in this process. Anyway, when I met Giselle, Giselle was representing him. So that was serendipitous. And and I got to know Ian, Mm. and then Ian taught me how to to make this stuff. So I got a mentor. So, it was, so you were effectively researching a movie. So it was, it was your acting that brought you to your photography. Well, I'd always liked photographs. I mean, I took this, you know, on the set of Book of Eli. Um, mm. I'd always carried a camera and I'd always liked photography. But when I started to research this wet plate 19th century photography, I thought, I don't really, I kind of understand it, but I don't yeah. really understand it. And I'm writing about it and putting these words in these characters' mouth, and I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. So I thought uh, I should get a little hands-on with it. But I made an image with Ian, and I was sold. Brilliant, <laughs> And he came here and visited recently, and I said, "Look what you started! Look, look, look what you..." And I'm, I'm a novice. You, you know what you need to know, what you need to learn about this stuff is. I will be learning it forever. I will be learning it forever. At this point, Gary prepares bottles of collodion, alcohol, ether, potassium iodide, cadmium bromide, silver nitrate, ferrous sulfate and acetic acid. 
Outside, he gets the 5-4 glass plate ready by pouring collodion evenly over it. I try this myself later and I can tell you it's not easy. Back in the darkroom, the glass plate is dipped in silver nitrate and is then fitted into a wooden slide and gaffer taped to the edges to stop any light leak from this 160-year-old camera. It's a detailed process. It's worth noting that the silver nitrate comes in a black bottle with a skull and crossbones on it. This is extremely hazardous stuff. At one point, Gary accidentally picks up a drip and gets it onto his face and within 10 minutes, a black burn has appeared there. So we go to take my photo with the pre-prepared plate and one of Gary's amazing Victorian cameras. So I'm going I'm to take a, 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 a smudge of Mr. Smudge <laughs> and uh, I will uh, immortalise um, Greg on a piece of glass, yeah? Amazing. A smudge, by the way, is a cockney term for photographer. I'm working with, like, I've got less than one. Um, is that, on, is that set to one ASA? This is set, you know what this is set to? It reads, you must be joking. <laughs> You're having a laugh, You're mate. You're having a laugh. Good. All right. So <laughs> let's, let's do the first one. Gary has done all this work, and I need to sit completely still and not blink. Of course. Now, this isn't pretension. I don't have a lens cap. Are you joking? For that camera. Which happens to be a Winston Churchill bowler hat, as you do. Okay. Now you are sharp there, Greg. Yeah. You've got to. So I'm going to blink before you take the hat off, all right? Yeah. So just say to me. As long as you stay on that plane. I will. The hat's here, though, will you? Go back and let you work. Yeah. No, with your hands there, but your head back, looking at the camera. Yeah. Hold still, Greg, in that position. Okay, ready? Yeah. One, two, three, four, five. All right. And afterwards, Gary takes a glass plate and puts it in the develop, fix and stop baths. You can hear the Phil Stern timer going off there, by the way. I mean, I don't, I don't get as much time at this as I'd like because, you know, you kind of, it's like, any, it, it, it's like anything. You get on a roll with something and then it's interrupted because I have to go away and work. And, um, and then I come back and then, uh, you know, I forget things. And so it, it's, I'm not, I'm not doing it every day. I'll tell you what I'm seeing though, Gary. I'm seeing a complete perfectionist. Yeah. And it's the same thing that must make you quite good at your day job. Because <laughs> this is amazing what you've got here. Mate. But I want to... <laughs> I want to do it. We'll see. Wait, let's see if the picture comes out and that everything, uh, uh, all, yeah. all the all the stuff is behaving. Because I will really look like a right, a right pillock. But uh, yeah, I I, I want. Um, it's like anything. It's got to be right. And I feel that if you're going to do something, why do it half-assed? What, what year was this? Eighteen. Well, this would have been this, this, uh, about eight, yeah, I mean, 
all the way through. So here's the uh, here's the plate. There you are. The moment of truth when we see my images revealed. Yes. Yes. Oh my God! I think you didn't see it for a second then. Hey, I look like I held still. Yeah. Beautiful, man. Let's have a look. Put it in the water here against black. Let's have a look. <laughs> Lazy, man. Yeah. There you are. So that's it, and you just put the black on it. I'll put the black, that'll dry, and I'll put the black on the image. I love how wrinkly I look. I look like an old you leather like, glove. You, you look like a sort of Arctic. Yeah. Yeah? That's what my brother does. I'm really, I've He's an explorer. Like I absolutely love that. I think that's a wicked picture. And as Gary clears up, he muses on the elusive perfect shot and inevitably talk turns to acting. Like this, for instance. I probably could have exposed it for a second longer and I'd have a little bit more light in the other eye and then it would be, you know, it would be, uh, it would make, for me, it would make it a bit bigger. Yeah. But that's the, that's the... And is that a bit like a perfect take? You know, you can rehearse and rehearse and rehearse. I, I like rehearsal and I like really understanding what I'm, you know, remembering and working on. You know, you want to move and you walk, walk and talk and, 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 you know, you want to li live in the character. And um, rehearsal gives you that time. To, to do that. I mean, that's what we did with Darkest Hour. Not only the work I did at home in prep, um, you have to do your homework, but, you know, we had, we had rehearsal, Joe, oh. you know, and it was great because you were actually being able to interact with the actors, <laughs> speaking the lines out loud. I mean, sometimes, or most of the time, you get to the set and it, you have to burn from the first bar. I mean, you're, you're, you're in. I just worked with Soderbergh. And I had a marvellous experience. It, it, I mean, I, re I really enjoyed it. You did. Um, you know, he works, he works at a certain speed and you've really got to know your stuff. There's no luxury to kind of f uh, find it. And the great mm. thing about Darkest Hour was that I arrived with him, but it was so nice to have the, f have the time to inhabit him mm. Off camera, because I was lucky enough. I was in yeah. that day. With, I was wondering which speech it was. It was you, the you were, you were in the in the House of Commons. Of, yes, uh, and I think it was um, you were in the one where I. It wasn't fighting the beaches. It no, was it was, it was um, uh, Mr. Speaker. Yes, the, yeah. But you know, I, it wasn't a lot of takes. Maybe not. I don't remember. Yeah, yet. it wasn't. It really wasn't. I think it was amazing. Time, but, but that, but that. I think by that time, I think our mojo was sort of working, you know. Mm. But then, of course, things happen. Every take is different. You may take a picture, and it might be um, someone backstage or something, or walking through a door, um, and someone might be in the background, and they kind of photobomb the picture, you know. But sometimes you'll get a flare from a light or something and you go, oh my God, that light bulb makes it. Mm. You know, you, you, we like the photograph um, of Sandra Oh, o. the Sandra O one, yeah, from behind. Where she's looking back. she's looking back, holding the old, yeah. I think that's killer. Yeah. That's killer. That's funny, that, because I was like, 
go in the doorway. And she goes, what? Well, there's no light here. And I go, trust me, just go in. <laughs> and it's lovely, yeah. Did you ask her to look back or did you someone? No, 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 she was distracted. She was distracted yeah. and it's, but it's that shape. Yeah. No, no, it's, it's, no, it's a much better picture than the one where she was front on. Before we leave, I asked Giselle, who's on the other side of the studio, what the correlation is between Gary's photography and his acting and filmmaking career. It's perfectionism. It is. It's, it is. It's that creative aspect. It's about the uncertainties of certain things that you are going to do. The um, uncertainties. Yeah, because you, you never know what's going to happen when you're taking a picture, whether it's going to come out, if there will be a light leak, or if the chemicals didn't work, or you waited too long, or the contrast song. So it affects different things, and then whenever he's doing a role, it's the same thing. You come up with a character, but you don't know if it's going to work well for the director, you don't know how the audience is going to perceive it, and then there's different ways that you can play that and character. Gonna, and the other actors are going to bring sort of, yes. the lighting to yeah. So I think it has something to do with that. It's that experimental aspect of it. It all just coming together and seeing what's going to happen with it. But I think part of it is also a, a striving for perfectionism, to, to get it right. And of course, that's the whole point, that place where experimentation meets perfectionism. I often think of Gary now when I'm working and become aware that I could push myself that little bit harder. And I realise that when I do these sessions, I not only capture images and now audio, but a tiny little piece of that person a glimmer of what they've learned and how they do things that I can hopefully absorb. As Gary says, the learning never ends. We only just scratch the surface. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Please do rate, comment and tell the world. If you want to see my video interview with Gary, the Sandra O image we discussed, and the amazing images that Gary took of me. Go to gregwilliams.com and you can follow me on Instagram at gregwilliamsphotography. And a massive thanks to everyone who helped me make this podcast, including Dermot Smith for the location sound and my manager, Bob Ford. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs>